0: Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show of freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Glad to be with you. And in just a moment, we're going to be joined by Doug Thornton here on the Doug and Dave Intel Report. And we're going to be looking at a story I don't put a lot of credence in. I think it's a deception by our government for a lot of different reasons. And it's about ETs in Peru. But we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. We're going to spend the bulk of our time on how the cartels are taking over America. And this is much, much, much more serious than we realize. Hey, we're brought to you by Noble Gold. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, CBDC is our last chance to stop this. This communist takeover is nearly complete. They're through phase one of five phases, and it's going to come quickly. You need to get your assets out of the bank and protect yourself. Your retirement, got to go. Put it under your control with the help of Noble Gold and in Back it up with gold, which has held its value for 6,000 years. Do you know the Federal Reserve has caused the debasement of our currency by 85% since the 80s? Why would you trust any member bank with that kind of crap? Of course you shouldn't. Also... They can protect your bank account. Now, the federal government wants me to say something that I think they should make every bank say every day they open their doors, that all investments are inherently risky and nothing is guaranteed. I agree with that. But let me just say this. I've been a customer of Noble Gold for five years after advertising for six. Ladies and gentlemen, very quickly, let me send you a free information packet so you can explore these options while you still have time. Go to... DaveHodgesGold.com That's DaveHodgesGold.com Now, stand by for a pretty interesting show on the Doug and Dave Intel Report One. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here on the Common Sense Show Thank you so much for joining us Really good to be with you And uh, We have some breaking stories here on the Doug and Dave Intel Report Doug Thornton is with us from American Vindicta and Doug, uh, will have a story he's going to talk about with some weird stuff in Peru, really weird stuff, but it's right in line with what the government's trying to force feed us about aliens. We're also going to talk about, uh, the cartel. Uh, I've got a few things to add in and certainly Doug with his expertise in DHS and his experience there will add more. And then we're going to talk about, um, shall we say, the compromising of a legal system and the intimidation of a jury in Portland by Antifa. Antifa cartel. Does it really matter? We're a banana republic. In fact, let me just reference. I did a YouTube on um, Danielle Car- uh, Cardo- Carboni's show from Stansbury Research. She interviewed famed economist Doug Casey. Doug Casey is the who's who, and you want someone to talk to you about the economy? That's your guy. He's everywhere. He came on, he made amazing statements about censorship. He made amazing statements about CBDC and what Doug said. Basically, we're becoming a third world banana republic and they can take your money whenever they want. But when CBDC is here, the game is over. You'll be under complete control. And I'm like, Oh my God. And he said, first of all, I'll quote him, central banks are a bad idea. And Central Bank Digital Currency is a Bad Idea on Steroids. That's a quote from Doug Casey. And like you sit back, if you know who Doug Casey is, you're going, holy crap, go check out that interview. But along those lines, we're going to hit this, what happened in Portland to Andy No, good reporter, and seemingly a really, really nice man uh, who just wants to do the right thing by his profession. And uh, Doug's going to fill us in on some of the details there. So I'll hit you with the cartel, uh, Doug. This Peru thing, and I know you Tim, and Tim Alberino are all over this. And I got to tell you, hey, listen, my dealings. Tim's getting some criticism here, and I got to tell you something. I've read his book. Um, I've interviewed him on his book a couple of times. I've uh, we went to his conference. You and I worked at his conference as uh, handling media relations. Uh, I I really respect Tim Alberino. Do I agree with him on all his positions? No, of course not. I don't have to. I don't agree with myself on all positions. But um he's taken some unfair criticism but let's let's talk about a story he broke on your show that we're going to pick up and expand upon.
1: So um the thing with Peru 2 days ago Tim calls me he says hey Doug what do you know about what's going on in Peru? And I'm like uh, absolutely nothing and uh Tim and I have traveled to Peru together so mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of familiar with some of the things in Peru but Tim lived in this area for a, a number of years and lived within these villages in the the deep part of the Amazon and so he's very familiar with the folklore and you know all the cryptids and creatures and all the problems that are there um but what he told me was that he had video that was coming out of Peru of villagers that were being harassed by tall gray aliens of the seven foot tall and so i'm like okay continue and we're we're investigating this now the best we can online you know we can uh, both of our passports by the way are um, expired last time i went anywhere was with tim uh, to peru so mine expired in 2020 his is getting re-upped and we both kind of laughed after we you know talked preliminary about what's going on in peru like if our passports were up to date we'd be going right now because yeah. apparently something's happening there so um villagers have been attacked um, abducted there was a teenage girl who had her throat slashed apparently by a gray alien that was trying to uh, abduct her uh, violently and the uh, the pictures i mean she has lacerations across her throat now i asked could this have been you know at night, stumbling around through the woods, there's razor leaves and thorns and briars. And Tim said, you know, it very well could be. And we're only speculating about what information we have. We're not, you know, a hundred percent on anything, though some people are really going off the bounds, uh, on good Timothy's, uh, YouTube channel. The comments are disgusting. Some of the comments are absolutely disgusting, but you know, this is to, this is the the water that you play in when you talk about UFOs and aliens, people go in so many different directions, Dave. And, you know, my train of thought is I really don't care. I, I believe everything is real so that whenever I see it, I just go, okay, well, it's real. So now I'm not going to freak out about it. Um, I I I think what is going on in Peru is one of a few things. Okay. <laughs> a, it's aliens. B, it's something nefarious from the local government. Um, I do not believe it's cartel operations. I've dealt with cartel. The cartel do not want to be messed with. They don't want any limelight on them. They don't want the police. They don't want the civilians. They don't want to be videotaped. They want to make their drugs. They want to float it down the river up into America and make money. That's the cartel. They're not out there trying to peel people's face off. And, and, And to speak of that, we come across a video Of a guy who had his face like completely peeled off from the neck all the way up. Um, and now I've, I've seen people say, well, this was piranhas that did this. Piranhas don't do stuff like that. I had a guy say that uh, he was a coroner. He burned over 8,000 bodies and he's seen dogs attack people like this. It might have been a dog tech. I don't know. Um, it might have been cartel. I don't know. Sending a signal to somebody, but. According to Tim, the lore for this area is that they have creatures, air quotes here, creatures that they called the face peelers. And ergo, we now find a guy that has had his face completely peeled off. And people are like, well, the the bone is too white. It's got to be fake. It's got to be CGI. This has to be a movie prop. I don't know. I'm not there, but I've seen my share of dead bodies. I know what a limp dead body feels like and looks like. And to me, it kind of looks like that. But once again, dude, CGI, Hollywood, the stuff that you can do with camera angles. Now, I don't know what it could be. All I can tell you is that the federal police are there. The Navy got called in to investigate because the villagers are so freaked out. uh, They're running around in the woods shooting their AKs and hunting rifles at, at, you know, creatures, which could be nothing. Could be other villagers attacking them. Could be a crazy guy. I don't know. Are they they earthbound only? And they don't see them coming out of craft, you know? I have no idea. Now, this area is notorious for having UFO sightings. It's uh there's one area that's close to here. I remember Tim talking to me about it, where for like thirty years it was not uncommon in this one lake to see a craft siphoning water out of it in from the lake and into the craft. Um and funny enough, at um Calico Buffalo Base Camp just recently at Jamie Walden's place, at the beginning of year they saw a craft, the guys who work out there, and it's a tight-knit little community, they saw a craft siphoning water out of the lake that's right there on the backside of the property for about 30 minutes. So these things are being seen by all kinds of people all around the world. Um, there's there's correlation now between possibly the Vegas stuff that we covered with the aliens in Vegas that everyone freaked out over, and now what's going on here. Um, but it, What's strange to me, Dave, is that, you know, with the little gray aliens and abductions, everything's like, you know, PG-13. It's all nice. It's all calm. Uh, it, it's, it's not from what I gather to be too um, traumatizing, but what's going on out in Peru and in Brazil and these areas is very traumatizing. Um, it's, it's almost relatable to cattle mutilation, Um, as you know, Dave, I had a cattle mutilation on the backside of our property kind of freaked me and my family out. We're the, I'm the one federal law enforcement guy in this entire area and it happens in my back property. All right. So kind of freaked us out. And, you know, for anyone out there, I will, I will throw this out there. If you have a cattle mutilation, a legit cattle mutilation that you want to investigate, or you want to talk stuff over with, please email me at American Vindictus show at gmail.com. I dealt with the Cattlemen's Association of America over this and I was um, not too happy with their response. So I'm kind of taking it upon myself to do my own investigations into this because I grew up in a cattle family and it happened in our, you know, our back forties. So, um, if you have had something like that happen, please email me. We can talk and okay. um, work this out, but whatever's going on in Peru has got people shook up it's got the internet shook up um right now the the video that me and Jamie posted is almost over 400,000 views on uh Tim's website it went viral and even more impressive, it's over a 1,000 views on my YouTube channel, so it went viral on my YouTube channel. <laughs> um, I remember, guys, Doug is, Doug is this big. I'm a little guppy in this pond. I'm new to this. Um, but it's grabbing the attention. Well, why is this pertinent, Dave? Because the Congress, the government, the U.S. government, and other government actors are coming out saying aliens are real. We have crashed, uh, retrieved, crashed um craft bodies and i don't i still don't like the terminology the non-human biological entities or whatever the hell the grush says um i i don't like it and i don't you know i'm not going to talk bad about these guys and and what they saw i think these guys did see what they think they what they think they saw i'm not going to discount bob lazar i'm not going to discount any of these people what I will say is that we're talking about the US government, the deep state, and when they're involved, um they toe the line, they through operation mockingbird, pay off the mainstream media and the magazines and others, tell them what to say and what not to say. So, you know, now that the American public and the world is very made aware of all these nefarious things that are going on, you know, one has to ask themselves Is this really a psyop still? Is this real? Do we really have these things or do we not? Why is it always a damn grainy footage? You know, I've never seen a clear video of Bigfoot unless he's just an unfocused monster running around in the woods. Somebody has to have a clear video somewhere well the same problem with the stuff in peru it's not a clear video it's dark the camera's shaky i got you know guys are saying well if you really did see something on the rooftop of a house why aren't you shining a light on it yeah. and shooting at it so i i have questions just like you do
0: yeah I, you let me tell you this I, i'm unconvinced i'm not saying i don't believe it i said i'm unconvinced uh we know that the ufo divulgence all of steve greer and his classified material contact release that's all orchestrated in our opinion because that's not the way intelligence works and there would have been interference for these people serious interference and uh we know about project blue beam to fake an alien invasion to force world government out of necessity we know about that so doug i would say that i'm unconvinced i'm not sure that this isn't some kind of government psyop Try well, to I- promote. Try, try to promote Project Bluebeam. Also, it could be the Genesis Six phenomena that you know I believe in, where demonic entities are pretending to be um, alien beings as part of the Great Deception, as mentioned in the Book of Revelation. withdave.com. that's waterwithdave.com save 80 dollars for a short time so we'll just have to kind of let it sit there I, i'm certainly willing to explore this further it's interesting uh the fact well, they're, is they're, they're getting multiple people to come forward but i do agree with you about the grainy video and stuff it's time for some hardcore evidence
1: well there's there's there was some technology that was talked about that i i think you would find interesting And this is why I have a hard time believing. I don't believe everything Tim believes. You know that. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm more aligned to the Genesis 6. And look, I'm a Christian first. First and foremost, I'm a Christian. I believe in deception is coming, and deception is coming in every way that the devil can make it. And don't you think he won't? Um, But I also believe that there's stuff out there, man, that you just can't explain. I'm I'm a good old country boy, Cajun from Southeast Texas. And if you ever in the swamps where I've been in, you're going to see things and hear things that you just can't explain. You just want to get out of the woods quicker. That's that's my mindset. All right. But the villagers said that the aliens once again, let's talk about stuff that doesn't sound right. The aliens were wearing bulletproof uniforms. That were similar to the green goblin from the first Spider-Man. So some sort of a suit, right? I know it's, it's, it gets ridiculous the moment I said it. This is what the villagers are saying that it's a, some green goblin style suit. Um, it's bullet resistant. They got shot. Uh, they shot the, the tall grays, knocked them down. They stood back up uh that's one of the translations that we've heard of so far and then they have these red discs on the bottom of their feet that are bottom of their boots i guess maybe that help them to levitate a meter off the ground or to even go further than a meter off the ground now basketball coaches would like that the hang time would be outstanding (laughs) Hey, I haven't. I didn't see any videos on it. Me and Tim didn't see any videos on it. This is what people are talking about. And if you look in the comment section, there are people and they're like, "Well, this technology's been around. The Navy's had this technology. DoD and and DARPA's had this technology. Uh, the Chinese replicated something like it. Sure, they have. I'm absolutely sure they have. We've made anti uh, gravity material before." We've used harmonics to levitate cannonballs and bowling balls. Uh, there's there's stuff out there we don't know we can't explain. But this is why I have to ask you, Dave. In the middle of the night, and literally like close to Headhunter Village um, in the in the Peruvian Amazon, why would the U.S. government? send their secret black helicopters and their super secret special forces dress up as seven foot tall aliens to get shot to run around to kidnap some girl um i could give a
0: flippant answer to facilitate child trafficking uh and to send (laughs) the sound of freedom people back into the jungles uh but that that aside that aside i'll say this okay um I don't trust anything I see without hardcore proof. And I yes. know this alien disclosure thing has an agenda behind
1: it. It's Project Blue Beam. And, and you I, and I, I have I, been have been shouting from the rooftops from the beginning, we yeah. don't like what's coming out. We don't trust we, it.
0: We don't believe it. I mean, it's, it's not the way intelligence works. Uh, to go to Peru, I, I'll tell you why I think Peru. Peru is the kind of the mystical center of the earth. That's one thing. So a story like that would be expected to come out of Peru. Secondly, and more importantly, uh, these people don't have the sophistication scientifically to expose a fraud. So it would be easier to perpetrate the fraud in an environment like that than if you went to downtown Los Angeles.
1: So that, that would be my my possible answer to that. According to Tim, these people, I mean, he lived there for like 10 years. He said these people, man, they're they're not about trying to get TikTok famous they're not trying to get, you know, these vines or I don't know what the kids call this stuff on the internet. They're not trying to get TikTok famous. Not trying to get YouTube famous. Um, so, you know, what what would the motivations be? And I even consider, you know, these towns don't make a lot of money. You can't. The only way to get into these places is by plane or by boat. So, what are they going to spend their money on, unless it's to get them out of that area? Um, and you look. The ingenuity of people, don't think someone's not low enough to do this. Never underestimate the depravity of man. The moment yeah, you think yeah. people can't get low enough, they get lower. Um, but these people seem to be terrified. Um, the news media, the three main news media stations there are covering it. Um, they seem to be saying that whatever is going on is at least alarming. I'd say this, and, though. That's good for tourism. That's why the media is involved. Man, there ain't no tourism in these areas. Like this
0: is Peru in general, though. You'd have generally people are going to fly into the main areas of Peru, and if they want to go to site, then they'll go to site from a main area. Maybe. Listen, I'm just giving you some possibilities here. Maybe so. I'm remaining highly skeptical. I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying uh, we need more proof than we're getting, and this sounds very Stephen Greerish with regard to. Uh, bringing out these intelligence operatives all at the same time with no interference from the government. Uh, That's not practical, not what we've ever seen in intelligence. And I grew up with intelligence, and that's not the way it works. And this situation here kind of like spins off of this. And um, like I said, do I think the event happened? Yeah, I think it happened, Doug. From what I'm hearing from you and what Tim is saying and the accounts, something happened. But is it well, did it happen in the light that it's being presented? That's what I have a question about.
1: Right. Yeah. And and me and Tim were both saying that we don't know. Yeah, uh, that's true.
0: But, okay. Let, let's let's put this behind us because there's right. other things we want to get into, and I want to preface talking about the cartel a little bit and get your reaction from a law enforcement perspective. But um, I went and did some research because I told people uh, the cartel are actively in Arizona. There's affidavits to this effect in the Breger report. They are uh, criminalizing and creating fake mar- mortgage companies for payoffs to public officials to do their bidding. Uh, there's also a relationship, strong relationship with Arizona public officials, many of them in China. And who do the cartels work for? China. So I'm building a bridge here to where I'm going with this. And I've been sounding the alarm. I'm saying, hey, we don't have to wait for the Sinaloa's to come. They're already here. They're involved in our marijuana trafficking here in Arizona. And I'm talking state recreational. This is how far the penetration has gone. And I refer people to the Breger Report, Liz Harris, and we've covered that ad nauseum. Now, let me just say this. This is what I want to get down to. I started to do some research on this. In multiple sources, I had to come to some average numbers based on different estimates from qualified sources. There are in Mexico, and like I said, this is an aggregate number, 450,000 cartel members. Don't know how many are in the U.S. Fair number. There are also 2 million people, it's estimated, work for the cartel in one fashion or another. They have penetrated the military, the police, the political system from bottom to top. I mean, you can't talk Mexican government without talking cartel, and you can't talk cartel without talking about Mexican military and government. That's a fact. They murder journalists. I think it's the highest journalist murder rate in the world. You talk about them, they cut your head off. They'll kill your family. And we have here in Arizona, let me go to Arizona. I've known this for a fact for years, Doug, that I've had law enforcement tell me they have found gruesome crimes they're not hanging bodies by bridges and street lamps that are headless, but they are finding decapitations, amputations, dismemberment here in Phoenix. But the policy valley wide across the various municipalities in Phoenix is to eliminate the gruesomeness of murders uh, to disassociate with the cartel and And this is public policy with most of Arizona officials. The cartel are here, they're having an influence, and they're denying it. Let me just give you an example about how bad it is. Yesterday, Obama stole the Grand Canyon from Arizona and some Native American tribes. And all the land is not Native American. That's a lie being told by the uh, mainstream media. Obama, ha- I mean Obama, Biden, excuse me, same difference, Freudian slip. But Biden basically stole this land in violation of the Tenth Amendment, and as an inducement, he gave Governor Katie Hobbit, as I like to call her, he gave her thirty-one million dollars that she shuffled off to Ruben Gallego's congressman from Tucson, who says he worships the ground that Fidel Castro walked on. That's who he is. And this money went to Tucson to fight. Wait for it. Wait for it now. There's no sound of freedom. There's no truth in that movie. It's all BS to fight child sex trafficking and drug running and gun running and bondage, you know, to pay off coyote debts when people cross the border and they basically go to work as slaves. Then went to Tucson. Uh, The first thing a family member of mine said, why the hell didn't it go to the border? Because they want these people here because Arizona politicians fall into three categories. And this is pretty much true in Congress, too. The ones who are criminal and making money off of it, Two, the ones who'd like to be criminal and make money off of it, but they're helping to cover for those who are. And three, the people who are too much of chicken bleepers to do anything about it. And I know people in the state legislature or former legislators, I've invited on my show, come on and tell me and my audience what you've just said to me across this table. And they won't do it because they're scared of their own shadow. So, Doug, uh, last statistic, and then I'm going to have you jump in with your DHS experience. I went further and investigated even more. And in the United States, there have been 1,600 investigations with cartel slash public officials, including law enforcement, politicians, appointed officials. There are 2,500 investigations pending. And I'll go even one step further. And this is not a prejudicial comment. So listen to my explanation, people. In Maricopa County, I know of a Phoenix police officer. And two sheriff's deputies, and some of this made the media, that were busted for major drug interaction deals with the cartel. They were all three Hispanic. What is the significance about Hispanic? I'm not demeaning Hispanics by any means. I suspect all three had family in Mexico, and under threat to their families, they were, they came to the dark side. Doug, with that open speculation, let me just throw it over to you. I want you to react to the cartel influence in America, what you know, what you've seen.
1: Well, the biggest cartel actively operating in America is the Sinaloa. They are in all these States. They're in every major city and every small city. Um, They have bought off people from, let's go ahead and just say it, Congress to the dog catcher. No one has seemed to be, um, out of their reach they openly assassinate their rivals they openly assassinate politicians of mexico left and right um one day we'll see that here in america just recently in texas uh, there was a game camera footage of three mexican men who had body armor and long rifles sneaking across the border now what were they doing coming over to america to express their second amendment Probably not. (laughs) This is these infractions have been happening on the border since the 80s. They have ramped up. Our politicians are to blame for this. And then the want for the people for the narcotics is to be blamed for this. The cartels are not going anywhere until you eventually burn them out of existence. And until we do that, we are going to have a cartel problem Uh, back in the 90s. There's a book that was wrote about this, but there was a FBI SAC in El Paso. It's a special agent in charge. That's a GS-15 director right underneath or right above that would be an SES. So that's your, um, your selective people. That you know, That's your real deep state it's like, people. It's like a general, isn't it, in the Army? Uh, so a, a GS-15 would be considered a first-star general. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Brigadier. Okay. Yep. So this guy and his wife were being bought off by the cartel. His wife worked at the racetrack. I think it might've been a Delta downs that was there in Juarez. She got paid $7,000 a week to manage. She didn't manage anything. It was all to, to buy off looking the other way as the drugs and people were coming across the border. Now, what got these guys caught up, and there was other people involved in this, by the way, there's other FBI agents involved, other agencies involved, but what got this caught up is that the DEA, in coordination with the United States Marshal Service, were trying to get a high-valued person across the Juarez border, across BOTA, which is the Bridge of America. I worked BOTA many times. And the FBI got wind of this via the cartel and we're going to intercept the, uh, intercept the people. Well, come to find out, this was a ruse to set up and expose the FBI and the DEA.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code
1: Hodges. We're in on it. Uh, The high-value person was a DEA agent, and it worked. They exposed them. They arrested these people, and the story got buried. So someone made a book about it. I don't know what the name of the book was, but you could probably, you know, Research FBI SAC, which is just S-A-C, uh, 1990s El Paso uh, involved in cartel and see what that pulls up. Um, but I remember being relayed this by some captains that were on the Border Patrol uh, when we were down there in 2018. And, you know, we were just I was flabbergasted by the story. We had some new guys with us or like, man, you can't. The FBI was involved on in this. This was before. Um, The FBI went completely haywire. Now, James Comey was bad enough, um, but this was before they went completely haywire. And so, you know, that exposed a lot of things to us. If you go down to the Border Patrol stations, which most of you civilians will never be able to be allowed into them, but I've been to dozens of them. And when you go into the stations, into the back rooms, and I mean, I've been there from Brownsville to San Isidro, California. Um, you will see in the locker room, you'll see a, a poster from the local area of their um, Border Patrol agents and their uh, guys in blue, the customs guys who have been bought off by the cartel and arrested and in san Isidro, i think it was like at least 40 or 50 from that local area Yeah, you know i mean this is this is something that plagues people um eagle pass texas i remember they had arrested three of them the same year that i was around the area for being bought off by the cartel and it's very slim. it's it's very sly how they do it those are wrong words sly what they'll do is they'll say hey look Um, I'm going to give you eight grand. You look that way when this car passes by. And what they do is they will have familiars who will come through the Border border Patrol checkpoints, and they will talk with the Border Patrol um, uh, law enforcement from Customs and Border Patrol. You have blue guys, that's Customs, Border Patrol, that's green. And they'll talk with them, they'll get friendly with them, they'll associate with them, they'll build a relationship with them. And then they'll start to say, hey, you know, how's your mom doing? How's this? How's that? They start to get real personal with you. And then the money starts to slip in a little bit because people are people and people bitch and complain about their woes. And what the cartel will do is they will always be there to give you a little bit of money to help with your woes. Just next Tuesday, look that direction. At three o'clock, don't look to your right, look to your left. And you do that once you're hooked. And because you get hooked one time, the cartel will not leave you alone. They'll continue to use you until you get caught. Because what does it hurt the cartel, right? It doesn't hurt, hurt the cartel anything. The cartel will send a 18-wheeler filled with weed towards us so that the drug dogs can hit on it. And because we get so wrapped up in tearing apart vehicles, we will sit on a on a vehicle for a whole day, ripping an 18-wheeler apart, finding, you know, weed and whatever, narcotics all over the place. And while we're so busy working on this, five truckloads of fentanyl will go 20 miles down the road, never be seen, never be seen, never be stopped. Be completely overlooked because the drug dog and everyone else is over here working on this. That's how the cartel coordinates uh, with each other. That's how they work with each other. There is competing factions. Um, there's multiple competing factions. The Sinaloa is the biggest. They're not the worst. Uh, the New Gulf Cartel is probably yeah. the worst. The you know the- what you know
0: why they are. I found that, I found that out in my research. They were former Mexican military armed with advanced. American military equipment, special forces training,
1: and they jump sides. Yep, absolutely were. They weren't getting paid enough. And so originally they were taken down the cartel until they found out that they could do it better than the cartel. Now, the Sinaloa cartel, the New Gulf cartel, um, the Zetas, these guys have all had military training, law enforcement training. They actually will hire American military service member, active and non-active, to come down there and either be a part of the cartel or come down there and train the cartel, which still makes you part of the cartel at that point. Um, and we know that for a fact. These guys have every type of military accoutrement that we have. We have seen them with the four uh, you know, night vision goggles, right? So you'll have one that's a mono okay and then you'll have the guys with two that's a you know bioptic well then you get the cool Navy seal special operations guys with four MVGs on their faces those are thirty thousand dollars all right that's not supposed to leave um, conus all right you can't sell those to people outside of America well they have them they have man pads which that is not something that is being used by leftist men who think they're women man pads. Or a, a surface-to-air missile that can shoot up to 10,000 feet and track. Yeah, I think it's up to ten to 20,000 feet, depending on the, the missile. And can track a plane or helicopter and knock it out of the sky. Sinaloa Cartel in the Sinaloa Valley and all the silver mines. If you look at a map of Mexico, go all the way to your far left and you'll see this mountain range, right? That's all the Sinaloa It's like two mountain ranges. It is pocketed all the way down from the top to the bottom with men sitting there with man-pad missiles waiting for helicopters to come. And they've even come out of the sky before. I mean, they, they have rocket launchers. They got uh, rocket-propelled grenades, RPGs. They have 40-mic-mic launchers, so 40-mic-mic grenade launchers. They have belt-fed machine guns, light, medium, heavy, uh, up-armored vehicles. And they have more firepower than any five police departments combined in America, period. Because American law enforcement Mm. does not run around with heavy machine guns. We don't run around with rocket-propelled grenades. We don't run around with... uh, you know, ballistic missiles. We we don't have uh, forty mic mic launchers that are shooting you know actual grenades at people. Um, the cartel does, and the cartel, if they chose Dave, if they wanted to come across the border and hit a border patrol checkpoint, they would come all the way across, and nothing's going to really happen to them because your average federal law enforcement officer carries a Glock twenty two or a Glock seventeen. So either 9 millimeter or um, forty Smith & Wesson, they carry an M4, which is a 5.56 rifle, and a 12-gauge shotgun. Then you have some other specialized teams that may carry three oh eight rifles to fifty caliber rifles, but that's a very small few select teams. But okay. everything else is for ride control, crowd control. So if they wanted to come across, they'd come across unaccosted. This is why Trump changed the Border
0: Patrol design to light infantry, I'm sure. And there's been a lot. I covered this as well, too, in my report. The uh, Mexicans have these welding factories, conversion factories in residential areas, so they can't be taken out by military surgical airstrikes without collateral damage to the civilians. And what they're doing there. Is they're rebranding guns to be automatic weapons, but they're also taking vehicles and turning them into armored vehicles that are well equipped. Uh, let me read to you something, Doug. This gives you history on this, okay? And it, it takes me about thirty seconds to read this. Um, I wrote this in twenty ten. America is in the process of being transformed. No, I wrote this in twenty fourteen, but it was about a twenty ten event. Um, this came from a DEA contact I had at the time. I was in constant contact with. America is in the process of being transformed into the same type of narco terror state as we see in Mexico. Let's consider the tr- d- drug trial of Jesus Vicente Zambado Niebla, um, the Sinaloa's cartel logistic coordinator, the son of principal Sinaloan leader uh, Chapo Guzman. Uh, he was a U.S. informant, and according to him, when he was arrested, he was given carte blanche to continue to smuggle tons of illicit drugs into Chicago. Someone didn't get the memo. Niebla also was, this is a court document, by the way, I'm referencing. Niebla also has alleged that Operation Fast and Furious was part of an arrangement to finance and arm the cartel in exchange for information to take down the rivals. The DEA agent told me, I asked him why these other rivals and he said because they want to centralize the drug trafficking and sex trafficking coming into America to better protect it. And if it's totally decentralized, they have a harder time protecting it. So he said this was a way that the U.S. government could uh, could shadow uh, what they were doing, which is really collaborating with these people. And so this guy maintains uh, – I'll read this one sentence here. The details of the unholy arrangement between the DEA and the Sinaloa cartel was the DEA would allow – 80% of all drug shipments into the United States in exchange for intelligence information on the other drug cartels. Okay. And, and so this guy got off based on this. This never hit the media, Doug, never hit the media, but I've had, I have the documents and I published the documents. Uh, here's, here's where I'm going with this. The infiltration, by the way, I want to say this too as an aside. This Sinaloa arrangement, DEA, and it was linked to Fast and Furious, Eric Holder is what made Obama get rid of him because he was caught. Not that Obama wasn't behind Fast and Furious. It led to the murder of Agent Brian Terry, Border Patrol agent, with Fast and Furious guns that were shipped to the Sinaloa cartel in Mexico. Our Secretary of State in Arizona, Adrian Fontes, represented those cartel members that went on trial for the murder of agent brian terry that's what kind of leadership i have in this state um so anyway doug what's your reaction to what i just gave to you here
1: the cartel has been given almost like a free reign to do what they want as long as they cooperate occasionally with certain members of federal law enforcement Um, i can't tell you why um, I don't know why we don't do drone strikes on every one of them. Obama was all about it, and I think we should be all about it. Uh, we have a literal war in Mexico that's going on on our border. Forget Afghanistan, forget Iraq and Africa and Ukraine. We have an actual war that is spilling over, killing hundreds of thousands of people in America by drugs by the cartels, by their influence, and also by the influence of our Congress, um, who who has taken such a soft-handed position, they would rather put a grandmother who was, you know, what, walking around in the Capitol building on January 6th in prison than actually go after the cartels, stop human trafficking, stop the drug trafficking, stop the murders and assassinations. Uh, Eventually, eventually, something really Bad on the border is going to happen, though it already has. The tragedy, the mass human tragedy has already happened, but something elementally bad is going to happen on the border vis a vis the terrorists. Dirty bomb. Uh, from, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the, the terrorists, the Muslim terrorists, the radical Islam <clears throat> terrorists. Um, so, either from them, and they have ascribed many times, we are going to bring a nuke across the border, a dirty bomb. And we are going to kill millions of people with it. They say it all the time. Uh, So you you take that into consideration. And the cartels that are now like MS-13 that are all throughout America, they can be found in every state, all up to Maine. Maine, Alaska, they're everywhere. They're all over Canada. And these guys are nothing more than trained informants, trained assassins, um, and look, they're not James Bond trained assassins, but what they are is desensitized satanic worshipers mm-hmm. who do not feel empathy for you. They're not going to spare you and they take their time killing you and they enjoy it. And it's a blood sacrifice,
0: torture first before the murder.
1: That's what they do. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. their remo. Um, they go after children, um, at the ages of seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, and for a child to be a uh inducted into the ms-13 they have to kill another child so why are we so why are we so readily available to send hundreds of billions of dollars at this point over to ukraine and not spare a damn penny for the border patrol those are good men and women who work on that border there's a reason why not many of them are there doing it anymore there's a reason why many are leaving the reason why i left dhs is it's all corrupt It's all corrupt from Biden during the Trump administration. It was corrupt during the Biden administration. It was corrupt. There is no hero who's going to sit in the Oval Office and fix these problems. And if law enforcement isn't going to fix the problems and if we're just going to be told what to do by bureaucrats, then what in the hell are we complaining about? Because this is self-suicide at this point. Yeah, I agree.
0: I I totally agree with you. The cartel is underestimated about their influence and here's the other thing we don't talk about the number one cause of death below the age of 45 is fentanyl poisoning in arizona's number one cause of death period because we're on the border but where does it where does the uh the fentanyl come from it comes from the chinese and who is it killing uh usually young adult males of fighting age hundred thousand yep. plus a year Okay, this is an act of war by China, and yet we do nothing to them, and their foot soldiers are allowed to cross our border freely and kill American citizens. It's it's like a military attack upon America, and we're doing nothing about it. We've been yeah, sold
1: and, out by our leaders. And our intelligence that has been gathered also has identified multiple little China towns that are popping up along the Mexican border that have never been there before. Um, we're finding... Uh, Chinese pattern assault rifles, uh, military rifles on the border that are being used by the cartel and others. And so, obviously, China has a hand on this somewhere, right? Russia has a hand in this somewhere. Fifth call because, of force
0: creation, is that what you're saying? Well, why not?
1: Yeah, why I not agree look, with you. you, you tell you my – here, I'll speculate with you for a second. Let's spitball this. Before you decide to take down America – before you hit the EMP or the grid down, before you start World War III and, and civil war and all this, make sure you sneak your five hundred thousand man army into America, because effectively that's what we've had over the past five years. It's probably in reality. Reality. We're probably looking at five to ten million men of fighting age in America. That's that's reality. Okay,
0: that's how many. You mean been. our our people, ex, ex, veterans and ex combat no, vets?
1: No, I'm talking about immigrants.
0: Okay, so you're saying five to ten million immigrants are ready
1: and armed to attack America on a notice? I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that. I'm saying they have snuck in enough men of fighting age that I would estimate five to ten million men. Because you're never going to get the straight answer. Look, you ne- you never get it. Whenever they say, oh, we caught, you know, a million people last year, then at least three to four million people didn't get caught. Exactly. The getaway rate, according to the Trump administration, was six to one. And that's one year. Okay, that's one year. Yeah, And if 80 percent of those people typically are men of fighting age coming over in groups and that's one year, go back 10 years. All right. It astronomically uh, quadruples. Every year, because we can't catch everybody, we don't know where they are. Shit, if you come to California, you just get let go immediately. Okay? Depending on Obama's administration or depending on, uh, hell, it happened during Trump's administration. I'm not going to paint him as a savior. It happened during Biden's administration. It's happening right now. When these people come over, they're tagged, sometimes tagged, and then let go. We'll see you know, see in court in six months to a year. And we never see them. Yeah, they we never how show that goes. Up. Yeah, exactly. Right? So w- if you look at the beginning of the year, um, last year, the ICE um, statistics were that we had over 80,000 people, if I'm correct. My, I might be wrong on that number, but about 80,000 people from Venezuela. That is primarily men of fighting age. Okay, what are Venezuelans? Are they all freedom-loving uh, people trying to escape, or are they paid to come to America, nothing's going to be done to you, go through the process, we got people in place to set you in place, because they're socialist. They're coming from a socialist country. I, I Look, I'm not trying to paint every person coming across the border as a communist, socialist, Satanist, who, who's only here to destroy America, I'm not saying that. I've met plenty of poor families who are literally trying to escape hell holes. But when I see a group of men that can work that are all of these various ages from 18 to 50, and that's all I saw over and over and over and over, and then there'd be a family unit over here, and then there'd be a family unit over there, okay? Okay. But the large majority is men in our soft-shelled camps where we're housing all these people. The majority is men of fighting age. We all recognize it. The average person working on the border is a veteran who came out of Iraq and Afghanistan. We know what we're looking at. We call them MAMs, men of uh, military age male, men of fighting age. Okay. We all know what we're seeing. We all know what we're looking at. The politicians know that we know, and they do jack shit about it, because I personally believe, and I'll go Congress and say this in front of the liars myself, they're setting us up. If you're not setting, setting us up, then you are willfully ignorant to what's going on, and you're in your high-protected thrones, and you don't see it. When they come down to the border, do you know what they get? You'll have a couple congressmen from the Republicans and the Democrats, and they'll get In the, in the, in our SUVs. All right. With the brass that's down there. So brass is, you know, leadership and they'll be escorted for about 30 minutes. Sometimes maybe a couple hours. Ted Cruz does it probably the best out of anybody else, but I do not trust Ted Cruz either. And they'll go and they'll peruse down the border and they'll have all these escorts. Even sometimes it's like an actual short bus that they'll put them on that they can walk around and view and they'll have their you know, the little press people with them, and they'll go and visit the border for a little bit. They'll go visit some of the housing facilities for a little bit. They'll go and talk to the brass. They'll go and have lunch, leave, and then the rest of the time, they're either partying or who knows what. All right, They're not there working the night shift, chasing people. They're not there during the day dealing with the fights. They're not there dealing with the people with tuberculosis. That's vaccine resistant, polio that's vaccine resistant, people walking around the plague, Ebola, SARS, MERS, Marburg's disease, every type of common flu you could think of, COVID, uh, bloodborne pathogens, HIV, HPV, um, every sexual disease you could think of. I mean, we're talking about people that are coming from all around the country that have been in a giant soup kitchen, more or less sitting in mexico waiting to come across and all these nasty bugs are mixing in with each other these people are sick they're dying in our custody the congressmen are not there for that they don't go to that they don't see that and they don't want to hear that either and the brass doesn't want us to bitch moan and complain in front of the congressman either because then they'll say well then why ain't i seeing it in the reports why does this look so bad where are my reports?" Well, that's because the brass doesn't want to admit it either. Because I guess it shows that we've lost control of the border, and then more of the scope is going to come down and zoom on you. Yeah, I agree. And nobody wants that.
0: Doug, we're going to have to wrap this up, but I want to say this. We're not going to get to Andy No, but the next time we get together, we need to cover this. It's important. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the, the cartel thing really has my attention because it will unravel this society it's yep. already having a major effect. There's a lady I found on uh, YouTube who commented on my channel. I went to her channel. She'd done one video. That wasn't bad. Pretty good, really, from three years ago. And I wrote back to her and I said, uh, uh, I think you ought to continue. I said, we need people from all walks of life. You don't have to be a broadcaster. Keep keep producing. Influence your area. Uh, and she said, thank you. I will. I will. So I went and I checked out her next um, um, production on YouTube. This woman is pregnant. She found out 10 days she was pregnant after her husband died of fentanyl poisoning. This is everywhere, people. And this is a direct attack upon America. Your kids are at risk. Hey, take this pill for a headache. Someone gave it to me. How many of the kids have the sophistication to say no? If I don't open the pill box, I don't take it? This is craziness. But anyway, uh, Doug has the expertise from law enforcement, I put the research into this. And, um, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we continue to ignore it or we can stand up in the primary election, assuming we have a 2024 election and get rid of GOP incumbents in the primaries. Sarah Westall said it best to me the other day. She said, I saw a study that the average person believes we'd have better luck throwing a dart at a phone book, picking that name and replacing a congressperson with it. And we'd have better representation. And I totally agree. And this is the kind of crap that happens when we have compromised officials sitting in Washington. We need to get rid of them all. All of them. All of them. Every one of them. Uh, Listen, I was going to make the Marjorie Taylor Greene, James Comer exceptions. I think that just confuses the public. We need to clean house and turn the whole thing over. And I'll tell you what, listen to me. I got broadcasters now on my side supporting this, and we're going to spread this like wildfire. I said this in 2022, and I didn't really handle it right. Now I'm going full-fledged on this. In fact, I'm talking to Sarah Westall later today on an interview about this. Get ready, politicians in Congress. We're coming for you. We want your political position. Anyway, Doug, thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching Doug Thornton. AmericanVindicted.com is where you want to go. Um, he's everywhere. Uh, we don't have time to run through it all, but um, we're at show.com.